Yo! Hey, good morning. Great morning, everybody. Great morning. As Mr. Walu says, great morning. Man. How you doing, Caleb? Um, mostly good. I had my ego tested. Um, I love when people ask me if, are you sure you know what you're doing? And I, <laughs> I, I really want to give them the resume. Like, yeah, I know. But Man. I, but, I, but nope, life's good. Uh, yep. Happy to help anybody I can. So that's when you say, just Google, <laughs> just, just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I I ain't gonna do that. I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. As you know, my ego's tested every day by my wife. She tested us today, though. I don't know if you if you got that Facebook messenger. I, she told she told me to tell you hi. She's like, I think Caleb's mad. I'm not. Mad. I did not. <laughs> did I not reply back? You you did. You did. You did. I just I thought we were over that, but you know, it's Monday morning, seven a.m. It's always. It's always grief for Cooper. It's all good. It's all good. You know, just we're trying to get better. Yo, man. We're some trying people, to get better. <laughs> you just, you, yep. We're, we're just out here trying to get better. Just and trying to get better. This morning, we're talking to the epitome of someone who's just trying to get better. He's obsessed with getting better. Um, this, is a good, this is a good episode. Yeah. I think you guys are going to like it. All right. Thanks for listening with us this morning. Uh, Cooper. Please introduce our guest today. Hey, everybody. Uh, so today uh, we have a uh, special guest uh, who uh, was referred to us by another friend of mine. Uh, really pumped to have him on. Uh, he published. Um, he's on Bigger Pockets. Uh, he's a contributor. Uh, so make sure you check him out. Uh, it is Jason Patrick, ladies and gentlemen. Jason? <laughs> hey, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for uh, having me and uh, and uh, letting me share my story with you guys. Jason, we really appreciate your time, and we really appreciate uh, dealing with our schedules. The first question we always ask is, you know, tell us a little bit who you are, what you do, and then a little bit about your why. Yeah, so... Um, my name is Jason. I am a uh, CPA slash real estate investor. Um, uh, I was born with a, a cerebral palsy, um, which is a, a physical disability. Um, basically, it. Affects my speech and my uh, uh, moral skills, mm-hmm. but uh, despite those physical challenges, I really try to push myself and and I try to uh, um, make the most out of life, and I try to motivate people as much as I can. Man, man, love it, man, man. I so I, I this is my first time getting any of the details. Um, yeah. Coop, I know you already know a little bit of the inside scoop. Yeah. Um, Jason, you said you're a CPA and a real estate investor. Which came first? Uh, um, 
Definitely it was the um CPA came first. Um I, when I first got into um college I wasn't quite sure what I uh, what um course I wanted to take because yeah. I, when I was a kid, you know, um um I always had a uh Delusional um, mind frame because, like, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a a, uh, a basketball player, and like, um, <laughs> uh, nobody could tell me anything. Right. I, I, I remember, like, um, I would practice ten hours a day, every single day, before school and after school. That's all I did was play uh, um, basketball. And I seriously thought that, that if I um, practice enough basketball, um, that I would be the first professional basketball player um, with, with a uh, disability. And I remember um, I was practicing a... Uh, yeah, reverse layup. Like uh, the whole day, I was practicing a uh, reverse layup because I, because I saw um Kobe Bryant do it in a um basketball game, and I was so excited to, for my um um dad to come home from work. So that I could show him my new uh, uh, reverse layup, and then I remember um, um, me showing it to him, and like uh, he did not give me uh, the uh, reaction that I was expecting <laughs> from him, and like um, I he told me, he told me, son, um. If you put as much time as you do in in a, a, um, a basketball um, into something that will actually um, pay you, you're going to do a lot of great things in this life. And that really sat with me. And I said, like, wow, I really got to refocus my energy into something else. Uh, that's going to help me feed myself, feed my family, and mm-hmm. uh, um, feed my community, which is very, very important. Cooper, before, before you go, I just have to say, Jason, I'm a huge Kobe guy as well. Yeah. So I, we're, yeah. Our, like, we're already becoming fast friends. That's all I had to say. <laughs> Cooper, yeah, please man. go ahead. No, I, what I, I was just going to add or say um, – First of all, Jason, like 10 hours, you're definitely beating Caleb yeah. in the gym for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, 100% and, true. And then, uh, yeah, parents just know what to say at, like, yeah. the right time, you know, to, to get your mind to shift. Um, so, so, Jason, so you go to college for uh, CPA. Yes. Um, now, what, so what was the shift for you to start to go into uh, real estate? So... So uh, uh, when I got um, um when I uh, got into um, um college, 
I kind of uh, cruise to college, you know, because with uh, growing up, I thought that um, uh, uh, as long as you have your um, college degree, I thought that I thought that employers would be uh, uh, lining up at your your door waiting for a um, uh, waving a job offer for you once you finish with with, um, school. But sadly, I realized that is not quite how real life works. Especially mm-hmm. if you have a uh, disability and and um um to be frank, if you are a uh, minority, then then uh, you're gonna have to work a little bit harder than your than your um uh, counterparts, and that's something that my um uh, um mom and my dad told me um, when I was a small child, which I did not quite understand uh, um, during that time. They would tell me that, like, uh, you're going to have to um, own your own um, businesses because because uh, you like to have um, nice stuff. You like to... Uh, travel to places, but you're going to have a a, a more challenging time um, finding a a high-paying job um, compared to people who don't have the same challenges as you. So so my... um, um, my uh, mom and my dad, um, especially my dad, he really um, embedded, embedded the thought of uh, entrepreneurship and uh, ownership into me, even when I was a small child. It's, so it sounds like your dad, and we're just briefly hearing your story. Yeah. It sounds like your dad was for sure the catalyst and one of the key, you know, relationships that, you know, you pulled on and drew from, you know, as you're developing as a young man. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the next person that kind of pushed you or gave you a spark or gave you the idea after your father? Who sounds like a great man, by the way. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Um, 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 of course, it's an, uh, um, um, within my family, um, of course, it's my mom, my, uh, my uh, mom, like, she really taught me how to be independent. Um, uh, when I was a kid, uh, growing up with, with that cerebral palsy, um, I didn't have that much, um, uh, uh Good balance, and I remember um, uh, um, sometimes I would be playing in the playground, and I would I would uh, trip and fall, and uh, um, I would see I would see my uh, um, mom 
shooter outside of the um, school playground, and like she was very calm and she would be uh, watching me because she wanted me to learn how to how to get up by myself, mm. and 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 like um, that is something that I um transitioned into the um business world uh, um because I knew that I I had to figure this thing out um by myself because um uh, in my family uh, we uh, don't have anybody who is super super rich um so never I had to start from scratch and really figuring out how this real estate works. Um, what is considered a uh, bad deal, what's considered a good deal. And you do that by by uh, building um, um, relationships with, with other investors and also, also building relationships with um, property managers. Um, brokers, uh, real estate agents, and most importantly, you have to have a, a uh, mentor, somebody who's already walked that road, mm. and um, somebody who can guide you through those pitfalls that you're going to experience. Man, so I, man, I can't. This is. Is this episode it. 15, Cooper? Uh, yeah. I got to put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm pretty look, sure it's 15. This, I've never, I mean, with, you know, Jason in, in the room, I, I'm comfortable saying this. I've never agreed with somebody more, probably, in all of our episodes, just with everything you know, right you're now. saying right now, Jason. And I, I, I just hijacked Cooper's point, but I just, I'm just saying, like, man, I, I'm just nodding my head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, last, I mean, last week we had Lindsay who was pregnant, and now we have Jason, you know, who's you know cere- um, cerebral, which is a cerebral. Thank you, <laughs> cerebral uh, palsy, um, and still just finding a way to to get it done. Um, so, Jason, it it, so- it sounds like the real estate was um, a way for you to still. Uh, you know, have a side hustle, but also build something that you could one day be your own boss without having to deal with people, which is the dream, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, like, uh, uh, contra- contrary to that statement, uh, real estate is a, is a uh, very uh, people, people type yep. of, yeah, it's a very people type of business. Um, uh, if you are not um, um, charismatic, if you don't know how to communicate with people efficiently and also uh, genuinely, I don't believe that you are going to be very successful in real estate because you need people. Uh, you need people to to uh, like you so that that um uh, they're going to prioritize your uh, deals first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to need people to like you so that they can 
they can uh, um, uh, they can uh, um, provide you with those uh, good deals. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know when you were talking about um, what you know your dad was telling you, mm-hmm. you know that you got to start. You know, you'll have to start your own business. You know, if you want to do the things you want to do in life, and real estate was that business. You know, to help you. Uh, get to where you want to be without, you know, having to put in a job application or, or be judged um, off how, you know, who you are, how you look. Right. Yes. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and, um, um, outside of my, uh, um, outside of my dad and my, uh, um, mom, I would say that my, uh, uh, Third biggest influence, who is not a uh, um, family member of mine, is um, I'm not sure if you are familiar with this um, particular artist, but it is Nicholas Hustle. He is the biggest influence in my life. uh, Is outside of my family, um, and uh, that is something that he always preached, is uh, ownership of assets and uh, having assets that will um, generate income for you and your family. You said, you said Nip, uh, Nip, uh, Nipsey was yeah. your influence? One yeah. of your influences? I didn't know yeah. he talked about real estate. Did you, Caleb? He he's big into ownership, man. He he was. Uh, I I always liked Nipsey personally. I liked a lot of the stuff he said, but obviously when he passed away, um, you I learned so much more about him. Yeah, with mm-hmm. all of his different. I mean, anytime we talk about wealth, the cliche saying is you know seven different streams. And mm-hmm. Nipsey had his fingers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so it sounds like just his mindset and then also being able to connect with him musically, that was a big deal for you, Jason? Yes. And as I come, um, just like a quick story or like a quick background about this man for your uh, listeners who are not familiar with him. Um, the uh, uh, reason why I am so so uh, motivated by his story um, um, is because I feel like his story and 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 uh, uh, my story is very similar. It's just it's just like a, a different version. For example. Uh, before he was a a uh, rapper, he he used to um, um hustle on a uh, certain parking lot. Mm. Um, once he became more successful with his uh, music career, he actually rented out a a store. In that um, plaza where he started selling 
looked uh, at and then they go, um, once he became more successful, um, he actually purchased that whole, um, commercial unit. Um, the same unit that, like, uh, um, the YouTube, um, um, kicked him out of. He was able to, to, um, uh, purchase that whole complex. And 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 they come uh, that same mentality, that same story about 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 um um doing it independently and uh, starting from uh, ground zero and uh, building your way up is something that I could really relate to. Can you tell us? Um... Can you tell us maybe, you know, your brief version of, yeah, so this is how I started in real estate, and then this is where I'm at now. Can you talk about your growth yes, and maybe yes, a couple uh, stories along the way? Yeah, so so um, I, before I got into real estate, um, I actually studied real estate um, for a whole year, like, uh, I did not spend a single cent um, um, until I watched every single um, bigger pocket uh, mm. podcast, and I uh, read every single book of 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 uh, um, bigger pockets, and uh, uh, one book that really help help me with of course um rich dad poor dad oh man i was i was jason man i was mm-hmm. like please don't say it <laughs> <laughs> no, rich, but, rich. because because um, uh when i was when i was younger i i had a a um um Believe that, like, uh, um, when you have money, that you spend it on things that make you happy. Like, for example, um, uh, clothes, mm-hmm. shoes, stuff like that. Stuff mm-hmm. that, uh, stuff that uh, depreciates. But um, um, when I read that book, which that project, and I realized that, that uh, 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 true wealth is is. It's made by uh, uh, purchasing income-producing assets. That was such a game-changer for me. That book really just makes mm-hmm. people... You, If you read that and don't change your thinking, then you need to read it again, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you read that and you educated yourself. For those of you that don't know, Bigger Pockets is probably the number one real estate investing blog and podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. And in the year 2020, if you want to learn about something, there's almost zero excuse for you to not go out and learn. And if it if it happens to be real estate, uh, Bigger Pockets is probably somewhere that myself, Jason, um, or Coop would tell you how to go but um yeah. so jason you 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 got all educated and you read rich dad poor dad then what happened uh and then i thought 
that um, um, Orlando, Florida was going to be my, my uh, market that I was going to purchase my uh, first rental property at. Mm. And then I, I uh, studied the market for months study the market for months and then uh, um we actually flew out there um we actually built a whole team out there um and then uh, when we started uh, looking at deals um um i couldn't get the i couldn't get the uh numbers to work so mm. then um I was devastated. I was thinking to myself, what am I doing wrong? Uh, I told myself, um, maybe I have to uh, switch markets. So uh, within within uh, six weeks, I, I uh, identified a, a brand new market um, study the demographics of the market. Um, built me a, a new team in that market, which is Indianapolis. And then I um, purchased my first um, rental property in May 2019. And uh, let me tell you, like, um, uh, that deal was probably... Um, the, the worst deal that I will ever do <laughs> in my whole investing career. Um, but I didn't quite understand um, back then how exactly um, money works. So, so um, that property, uh, that property was selling for um, um, eighty-five. Thousand, um, and then I purchased it for um, um, eighty thousand, and then I, I refinanced forty five thousand out. Um, um, and then I was I was uh, um, cash flowing about like two hundred bucks per month, but um, is that after paying for your team as well? Yes. Okay. But but like um, um sadly though um one concept that I didn't understand at the time was uh cash on cash return. Mm-hmm. So um um since I still have like um fifty percent of the of the cash tied up in that property. Mm. That means that my uh, uh, cash on cash return is not that good. Um, I believe it's like a five percent or a four percent cash on cash return. I mean, like um, uh, that's still better than a than a CD. But but um, I you can definitely do way better than the uh let's put cooper on the 5%. spot here cooper let's have you explain for us in your words cash on cash return man why you got to 
All right, so cash on cash return for me, how I look at it is it's the, it's the percentage of what you get back. I mean, you can do it monthly or you can do it on a yearly basis. I do mine on a yearly basis. So yeah. I take what I, you know, what I, what I put down for the property, like out of, out of my pocket, what I put down, like, so let's say I put mm-hmm. 20K down for the property and then I make, um, like let's say five grand over the year mm-hmm. that that would be uh help me out with the math 25 percent 20 25 percent cash on cash return yeah so that's that's what that's how i understand it to be did i get it mm-hmm. right caleb uh, you, that i that's a great way of how i would explain it. jason or <laughs> jason are you on the same page yes sir i totally agree with that so it sounds like your first deal and I think everybody's first deal story is kind of similar to this. Lots of mistakes and lots of learning, but mm-hmm. sounds like your first deal, you probably tied up a little bit too much cash, um, no. but ended up, you still own the property. It sounds like, and then you move, you know, you moved on to the next one, right? You got your education and you kept going. Yeah. Um, so my, so my second and my third um, properties are super interesting stories because we the um first property um I purchased it for forty mm. forty K um and then I put about thirty seven, thirty eight K um into rehab and then the 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 uh, um First time that I refinanced it, um, the uh, appraisals came back at like fifty three thousand. Mm. So then, so then come, that is way less mm-hmm. than I um um put into it. So so um um instead of instead of uh, giving up. Um, I actually um networked, and then I I uh, um built more relationships with with uh, with uh, other bankers, um, and then ultimately I found a a uh, banker who would give me a low rate, um, and then the the uh, Second, the um second reappraisal uh, um, came back at about um eighty five thousand. Um, wow, so huge, huge difference. Huge difference. So, so that, um, um, we were able to get out um most of our money. How that deal, and that we're still cash flowing. So this um, was a this was a bird deal. It sounds like yes, this is a bird deal. Mo- both of my uh, second deal and my third deal are bird deals. So and what's the cash on cash return on a bird? Uh, the the one is like almost a ten. Mm. We are projecting almost a ten percent cash on cash return. Because please remember that I uh, this p- property we bought this in November, so mm. so 
So it hasn't been one year yet. Mm. So yeah. Caleb, okay, so just two things. So Caleb, you want to explain to the our followers what the what the Burr sure is? the Burr method, which I personally have never done, but um, uh, clearly let's let let's use Jason's testimony as a reason to look at it more. Yeah. Um, I got two points. Burr is buy. First, you buy a property, um, then you then you rehab it, right? You fix it up. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like Jason put a chunk into his house. Um, then you rent it out. You get this property to start producing an income, and mm-hmm. then you shop it around to probably a commercial lender of some sort, and you refinance. And preferably, you do a cash out refinance, where mm-hmm. hopefully you pull out the money that you spent to rehab, or you pull out the money that you use to do a down payment. And I mean, people can get insane cash on cash returns because a lot of times they pull most of their cash back. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, if let's say there's 10,000 remaining cash in there um, and the property makes 6,000 on the year, that's a 60% cash on cash return. And uh, Jason's last story here. I mean, he just got this place and his, his cash on cash return is just going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Um Amazing, amazing story. And Cooper, I, did you have another point before? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. On? So I just, I just want to make another point, man. So, uh, Jason, um, I, I, I don't know if you mentioned in the beginning, but you personally, you live in California. Yes. Oh, perfect. I, this I, was going to be my point too. Okay. So, so, yeah. so you, so I just, man, I'm just saying. So you live in California. Mm-hmm. You, you looked at properties in Orlando. You yeah. flew. You flew out to Orlando. Number numbers didn't work, and then you could have gave in, up. Could could have gave up easy. Easy could have gave up. Could have gave up. Then you mm-hmm. looked in uh, in uh, Indiana. Yes, in, in, Indianapolis. Yes. yes okay, yes. and so you've bought in properties in Indianapolis while living in California. Yes, man. I'm just yes. saying. I'm just saying, guys. Excuses. Got to throw them out the window. Got to throw them out the window. But, but, um, um, um I want to be honest. Though, you know, like, um, uh, real estate is not all W's. You know. Uh, mm. Yep. yep. Mm. You yep. can think something else too, and and uh, when you do think those else, you gotta learn how to. Learn from them and live with them. Um, for example, I um, let's talk about my third property. Mm. Um, my my uh, third property that I'm still working on now, unfortunately. Um, I this property I bought it for sixty thousand. Um, and then I put in. I put in. 18,000 into the property and the the um um after repair value is supposed to be 100,000 so, mm. the, so the so the um uh, 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 first time that I reappraised this property after I I uh, uh, fixed it up. It came back at sixty two or sixty one, something like that. 
Um, so, so uh, what I did was I found another lender to do another reappraisal. And then uh, when I got my my uh, new reappraisal, um, just this last Saturday, uh, it came back low again. It came back low at um uh, sixty four thousand again, um, which is below our comps. Um, so now, so now, like, um, we're trying to determine what is the next move that we're going to make. Um, um, are we going to find another lender, um, who's going to do a third reappraisal? Are we going to hold it in cash? Or are we going to sell the property? Um, or the... The uh, uh, last option is just to it is to bite the bullet and just take that L and then just um, um get get uh, uh whatever cash you can out of it and then uh, um put it into my next deal which can mm-hmm. be a bigger and better deal. So mm. so that's what I'm trying to decide on. Right now, yeah. Go ahead, Cooper. I'm sorry. No, I was just I was just gonna say, like, I just love how Jason that your thought process with everything, you know, like it's not a oh one done. We didn't get the praise at the right. You like you methodically have like a a a a b a c a d option like yeah so i'm just you know that i i think that's big and then real quick i don't i really don't want to take the conversation there i just want to put my two cents so -hmm. we're talking about cash on cash return you know and we're talking percentages you know like four four to five percent um might not might not seem like a lot but i challenge anybody caleb i'm taking it here (laughs) I challenge anybody to see what type of return they're getting at the bank. Oh man, in your savings account, oh, like it's not good. I I don't. I, that's all. I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave it there. Jason, not knocking banks. Jason, not knocking banks. Jason, have you ever read um, "Shoe Dog" by Phil Knight? No, no, not yet. But uh, that is definitely on my. Uh, book list so cooper and i like to read you know here on shipbuilding we talk about ways we can grow ways we can be you know uh better, just better right and and one thing we do is we like to do our our little monthly book club and right now shameless plug we're reading shoe dog by phil knight and yeah. one thing that i think you and mr phil knight the founder of nike have in common little spoiler alert <laughs> is whenever there is an issue it's, you know, you simply just break it down, you know, and you take it one step at a time. And, you know, what's the, fr- okay, I got a low appraisal. Well, is there anything I can do to, you know, increase it from the, from the bookkeeping standpoint? Do, do I need to speak to a different lender? Do I need, is there comps I can submit, you know, just one step at a time, one step at a time. And another thing we were talking about how, Hey, nobody should have these excuses and um, 
I got to commend you for putting in the work because you you built the team, you know. And in, first you built it in Orlando and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. Mm-hmm. Then you built it again in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about you know since we're on shipbuilding, do you want to talk about maybe your? It doesn't have to be your favorite, but um, just for time's sake, what's what's one really key relationship you built in Indianapolis that's made you successful? I would say, um, I. It's a combination of a couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, you have to have a, a, a good property manager. Um, communication is key, um, especially if you are uh, 2,000 miles away. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you need somebody that's going to respond to your stuff. And, and and like um, that's why I always tell my uh, investor buddies is that that I am not scared to be annoying. Like uh, mm. if I need something from somebody, I am going to bug you until <laughs> you give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, because. Because like, um, um, that is what both um are. That is what both um uh, Grant Cardone and also um Kobe Bryant say. Um, they both say that they only work with people who are obsessed. Mm. Um, and and uh, that's something that I try to implement um, into my own business is that um, I only want to work work with people who are obsessed with what they do um, um, because I'm the the same way. I am going to bring a intense energy into, into my business and uh um if you can't keep up uh then I'm going to have to let you go I mean some people would say what do you I mean I'm not even going to play devil's advocate cuz I'm just nodding my head in the green you know what I mean <laughs> like you you should never this drives me nuts when you a closed mouth never gets fed Right. Mm, like, come on. okay, let's preach. Just, and I and I love how you know, especially with property managers, because they get such a people don't like them because they think they're expensive and unreliable. And once again, um, Jason's just out here, you, you know, finding solutions instead of dwelling on problems. But uh, but um, uh, can I can I just um add to something? Yeah, that, that you just said. Um, which is this? Um, some people, some people, they try to um, they try to save money by by uh, by trying to find the cheapest property manager that they can find, and and uh, um, my experience is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's a complete um opposite because um, um what you pay for is what you get. Yeah, um, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. 
And if your property manager is not being compensated enough, uh, he's not going to care for your property, uh, especially if you only have like, um, one, two, three, four, five properties with him. Uh, he's not going to care. So, so uh, um, I would rather pay him a little bit more money, but um, he knows that I'm going to be, you know, very, very uh, mm-hmm. hard on him. And, and like, um, um, they, know, they know that I am very, very obsessed with what I do. Um, so that I want to be updated all the time. So, yeah. Man, love it. Love what, it. What do you do? Let's talk about a little bit of, you know, what's what's your routine like on a day-to-day basis? And then what are you currently focusing on um, to become, you know, like you said, you're obsessed. What, are, what Where is your obsession um, okay. pushing you to spend your time right now? Okay. So, so um, let's start with my morning routine first, right? So, so um, um, I try to wake up at uh, four early in the morning every single day from uh, um, Mondays to Fridays. Um, um, and the first thing I would do is I would write down my goals. Mm. Sounds uh, like a common theme. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, uh, second thing I would do is, is that... Uh, Meditate for twenty minutes just to get just to get my mind calm and and I repeat because uh, um what I used to do was um first thing I used to do was uh wake up and um um check my phone for uh, um text messages. Instagram posts, Facebook posts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that it is more beneficial um, if you start your morning off productively, which is by writing down your goals and, uh, and uh, doing some meditation. Huge. And I can't, I couldn't agree more with the phones in the morning. I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. So, so it sounds like, let me just repeat it. So I'm getting this right. Is you like to wake up furiously, write down your five goals and then spend about 20 minutes meditating. And then yeah. I'm sure you, know, you, you start your job and you, you answer stuff that comes in. Yeah. Where, where do you spend your dedicated leisure time? I, I guess not leisure, but where are you spending your time, your growth time right now? So, so, so um, to to uh, uh, answer that question for you, um, uh, uh, one of my biggest fuels that really that really um, pushes me to be my best is my why, mm. and my why is to is to. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys read the book, uh, Principles. Oh, no, sorry, wrong book. I'm thinking about, um, 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 
Power versus Force. Have you mm. guys read that book? No, I have not. Power versus Force. So, so like, um, when I was growing up, um, all I wanted to do was to uh, uh, prove people wrong. Um, and, and like, um, I, everything that I would do um, was to show people that I did things better than them. Um, mm. but, but, like, um, um, what, what I realized was, was, uh, um, living like that, um, will only take you so far because, because it's very, very, uh, um, taxing on your spirits, um, uh, because you're going against the green. You're going against a grain, and um, I think that a, uh, a better approach is to is to, is to live life to uh, um, inspire and to uh, um, help and to motivate people. Um, for example, um, a a uh, um, few. Weeks ago, uh, when the when the uh, George Floyd thing uh, mm-hmm. first happened, um, I was actually able to to um uh, uh, donate my my um uh, entire month's cash flow. From all my properties to to uh, uh, multiple um, um, charitable organizations that really help us out the community. Mm. And um, um, right after I did that, I was thinking. I was thinking to myself, um, just just uh, think about how many people. Um, can you help if you had those uh, 1,000 properties that you want to mm-hmm. have instead of the three properties? And the, the, that's the thing that really pushes me and motivates me. And now I'm trying to uh, um, transition out of single family homes in, into apartment deals. Mm. Who's, Cooper, who says... Uh... Live like no one else, so you can give like no one else. Who says that? Is, that? Grant Cardone. Is that Cardone? Yeah. Is that GC? It mm-hmm. it might be. Cooper might loves be. Uncle G. By the way, Jason, <laughs> he just loves Uncle G. Mm-hmm. So he, you know how happy he is that I just just said no. that and didn't know. I, lo- I love it. Let's not t- <laughs> let's let's not tell him about this this week when I thought I got Instagram message by him. That was. <laughs> Cooper's very naive. Is all amateur, we're gonna say. Amateur hour at the Apollo mm-hmm. was was that. No, Jason, this this is great. So it sounds just what you said about the thousand um, units. units. It sounds like that's a goal that you have in mind. Yes, yes. I, have... Yeah, like, um, that is one of the goals that I write down every single morning and every single night. It's for me to. Uh, um, 
own 1,000 units that make that make um um 12% ROI and a 15 20% IRR. Um, um, I write down that goal every single morning when I wake up. And then I write that goal down. Um, right before I sleep. Man, I, lo- I love it. And I love how specific yeah. Yeah. they are also. You know, that's another thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people write goals, but, you know, they're broad. They're not getting down yeah. to the to the nitty gritty, you know, of, mm-hmm. of the goal. So, no, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I love that you keep saying obsessed. Um, <laughs> it's, it's what you, if you want to, if you want to be different, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Jason, uh, really appreciate your time, man. Where can yeah. our listeners connect with you if they have questions, if they want to follow your journey, if they want to yeah. be motivated by you, where should they link up with you? Uh, um, so there's uh, two places. First one is the uh, bigger pocket, of course. Um, and then the second place, which is uh, um, Instagram, which is um, I am super active on my uh, real estate Instagram. It is JPM underscore properties jpm underscore properties um i'm definitely a follower i would encourage you to be one as well um man i'm pumped you're a kobe guy jason like you can i already know what what kind of cloth you're cut from uh uh, i i would say uh those are my top five uh role models is is um uh, uh Nipsey, uh Kobe, Grant Cardone, uh, Jay Z. Those mm. are my top four top four people that I really that's, Mount, that's a good Mount Rushmore right there. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Absolutely. <laughs> but Jason, we re- we really man, this yes. was great. Uh just wanna say thank you uh for being on. Really, really appreciate you taking the time to yeah. Uh, chat with uh, myself and and Caleb, and we'll. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll connect again. All right. You guys have a blessed week, Jason. Right, Jason. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye, bye. Man, what is life? <laughs> I just I feel like I've been underachieving, man. It's not that it's not that I feel I've been underachieved. It's more so like, man, I can be better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Man, I need to do like, yeah, I'm proud of myself, Coop. But yeah, I hear you. But (laughs) man, I I mean, I ever I've known always to write down my goals. You and I have talked about this many times. Yeah, and I always chicken out because if I write them down, I got to do them. Yep. Vulnerable, Caleb moment. (laughs) <laughs> it's a safe place it's a safe place and what else what else what other takeaways you got um man i don't even know where to start um i just okay so i just loved how his parents like pushed him they set him up without even man. knowing that how big they were setting him up like i just it's so big for 
you know, like parents, like just a key role that they play uh, in development of us as young adults, you know, like the example that they set. So I just thought it was powerful how they, they brought him up knowing that, hey, you're going to have challenges and you're going to have to figure it out on your own. He's got, he's got that, uh, he's got that memory of falling down and out of the corner of his eye, seeing his mom, you know, like checking on him, but also like, no, you're good. <laughs> like he still remembers that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, that was, that was big. And, th- and then um, I loved also how he said he studied real estate for about a year. Obsession. And like really like, and that's, that's the big thing. You know, I know a couple of buddies that they just get into it, which is fine. Like, which just, you know, but just, it's better to have some knowledge than no knowledge, you know, <laughs> Matt, Matt, you know, master of nothing, jack of all trades or other way around. I mean, yeah. he knows his real estate. Exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing is just before you jump into anything, at least study, you know, whatever that time frame is, you know, I, um, Sterling White, uh, who's another real estate guy, he says like two months, like, you know, study for two months and then get in, you know, like it's uh read a little, do a little. That's, that's the, that's the saying is like, mm. do some reading or some studying and then take action and then do some more studying and then take action. So, um, no, I, I, I love that. And then I just love the, the whole goals, writing his goals down and his why, man, that like really resonated with me because like, and, and the reason why you want to do that, like write your goals down um, in the morning and at night is like in the morning, you want to write your goals down to be focused for the day, like writing your goals down, letting you know, you know, just keeping in mind, like what you're doing every day has a bigger purpose. It's um, it's gonna come down to you making a choice of like, do you actually want to be something? You know exactly. What I mean? Like, yep, yeah. And then just end of the day, like, just making sure it's still on your mind. That that fat juicy goal. Just make sure it's on your mind when you go to sleep. So you know that it's always it's always there. So that that's what I got, Caleb. I don't know if I if I took up most of yours or no. Nah, I mean, or, yeah, I I love that he um he basically. You know, he I he talked about mentors that you know he couldn't go out and touch, but like on like, think of Kobe Bryant or Jay Z or Nipsey or Grant Cardone. There's hours and hours and hours of these guys recorded. So if you want to be inspired, there's your, there you go. You know you can go learn from anybody you admire. It's 2020. You know, Man. so uh, he said a lot of just amazing things. Um, dude's clearly super intelligent and he cares. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, I'm still just soaking it in. You know. Yeah. No, it's crazy. No, just real quick, the mentor thing. Like, that's so key, and I didn't even realize this until I started like listening to podcasts and stuff like that. But like, I don't know what the percentage is, but most people think to to have a mentor, you have to be like in the room with them, listening to you know, like right there. That's like, one kind. Reality, yep. Yeah, that's one kind. When in reality, these guys have ton of information out that you can just go pop in and listen, and that's like them mentoring you, you know. So just like you said, it's twenty twenty, and you can really listen to anybody right now. So, 
That's legit, man. Yeah. So this uh, is good stuff. Um, episode fifteen, I believe, in the books. Um, just remember, books, we are finishing up Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Tune no. in next week. We're going to go over that book review together, and Cooper's going to pick our next book well, as well. It's our, it's already picked. You got you guys. You guys ain't ready for the next book, man. I'm. T- I'm ready for this next book. People are going to love it. <laughs> Leave it at that. Um, please make sure you subscribe. Subscribe? Oh, I feel like I get that word wrong every time. Anyways, iTunes, leave us a review. We're trying to climb the charts, guys. You know, we're trying to, you know, from the bottom to the top, whatever they, you know. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, if you guys can rate us, um, you know, seriously, we're trying to build this thing. So, um yeah, that's all I got. Hey, Caleb, you- restaurants just opened up in Minneapolis. Check out Breakfast Bar of MN. Hey. Um, shout out to Mark Will. Restaurants open. Patio looks great. That's all I got. Until next time, Coop. See you next week. See you next week, bro. Yep. Bye.